cripta! Ay, 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 ay. Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror. A Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hello. <clears throat> I'm doing great so far. <laughs> Just honking loogies wow. in the morning, Just... doing great. Although not morning, definitely already uh, midday. I feel like we're in the early days of Week Horror where, you know, we actually recorded a sensible hour. It is noon for us right now. Can you believe it? I woke up this morning like I used to do back in the day when we first started the podcast to just be like, yeah, I can just take notes on this moving mo movie uh, morning of. It'll be fine. And then, of course, I'm just like scrambling like an insane person. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it feels right. Feels classic. I'm excited to talk about this movie with you. Yeah, you mean this Chemical Brothers music video that you picked as a fucking movie? This <laughs> is uh... <laughs> a music video, top to bottom. I was just like, back with another of those black rock and beats, man. <laughs> like 90s, maybe. Not to age myself completely. No. Come on now. When I was watching it, I was like, I just remember like sitting watching MTV Latino or whatever, Latino America, being like, this is what all these music videos look like. It gave me like <laughs> Missy Elliott vibes too, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like uh, Beastie Boys, like late, like fucking when they were doing uh, Ill Communication or yes. something like that. 360 <laughs> degrees, fishbowl kind of POV Fish shit um, yeah. Hype so, Williams vibes. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's just, let's, I mean, let's, let's get into it. So the movie I picked today, well, actually, I was suggested by Twitter, but first of all, let's mention the movie. It is called Putreficción, Un Video de Nina Temich, which this title. Love it. Oh, like, what is the word putre, putrefaction? Yeah, and it's in español es putrefacción, es con a, mm -hmm. pero you know, fiction. Yeah, fiction, Putre, <laughs> putrefied fiction. I that's the yeah. that's the play on words so, I'm getting here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a Mexican film. It came out in 2022. It was written by Vicente Rodriguez and David Torres, and directed by David Torres. I just want to give a quick shout out to. Mary Beth McAndrews, who on Twitter you can find her at at uh, hey, hey, ho, ho. MB McAndrews, I believe. She, so she's a big horror person. Oh boy, cool. I should have like looked up the tweet, but I think she works for Dread Central or various like horror publications. So mm -hmm. she, I follow her on Twitter. <laughs> Don't think she follows me, but that's cool. Uh, you know, but um. <laughs> She mentioned this movie, and I was like, putreficción, okay, wait, what is this? Never heard of uh -huh. this, you know? And so that's just part of the beauty of Wiki Horror is there's a lot of Latin American horror coming out, everybody, and this is part of it. But also so, social media do be showing us things. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so before we get into this film, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review, or... Eileen and I will not put Arnica on your aching dancer's joints. <laughs> that was random. Uh, but yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up we'll today. We'll let your dancer joints remain in pain. <laughs> and 
Speaking of dancers, let's get into some titulos de oh, terror. Okay, okay, uh huh, huh. So I picked Suspiria. Have we oh, done Suspiria? Oh, cool. I don't yeah. think we've done Suspiria. Argento, 1977. Argento. Hey, look at us. And stay. also, Guadagaji Gagino. Yeah, right, right. The, uh, more the, recently. The newer, so, <laughs> in most places, it was just called Suspiria. Like in Brazil, su Suspiria? How would you say that? Yeah. Suspiria. Suspiria. But I did find this one different one here. So, in Mexico, when it was also Suspiria in Mexico, pero también Alarido. Alarido Ooh. in Mexico. And in That's Peru. That's such a good word. Mm. I, no estés pegando alaridos, yeah. is what they would say to me all the time because I'm so loud. <laughs> Alaridos. Oh my gosh. Well, so there you go. Suspiria. Although I would never think of that word translating to alarido, pero whatever, you know. Yeah. Do with it what you will. Great. So um, now before we get into this film, how about a synopsis from you? Absolutely. Uh, this, I think, was in the Google uh uh, description once once you Google it. Fab. Um, no lies and deceit. Lies. <laughs> this is this is an IMDb uh thing. How dare you? I will, I will never forgive great. you for confusing Google and IMDb. I know. Apologies to IMDb. I'll send them flowers another day. After purchasing a 360 camera, Nina starts recording her daily life as a way of developing her skills as a director in hopes of getting accepted into film school. But while dancing and doing drugs, strange things begin to happen. Dancing and doing drugs. It's like she's doing drugs throughout this entire movie. That doesn't quite really happen. There's like one moment. No, she does drugs like one time, but it is DMT. It's, it's which a drug, is... yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Spoiler there's alert. a DMT moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens literally in like the first five to ten minutes of this film. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's what happens. Let's get into putrefiction. Vamos. Mm -hmm. So we open with this news report. Justo a la mitad de la calle de Madero en el centro histórico de la Ciudad de México ha aparecido de manera misterioso un monolito. Un monolito con la figura de Coatlicue, la diosa azteca de falda de serpientes. So, cool. this says, the translation of this, my rough translation will be like, right in the middle of Madero Street in the historic center of Mexico City, a monolith appeared basically out of thin air. It just appeared. And it is a monolith of the of Coatlicue, uh, who is the Aztec goddess that has a skirt made of snakes. Serpents. Which I was like, oh, I love this. Love it. Right off the top. Nobody knows where it came from. Also, the, the movie, you're just in it. Like, I literally wrote down, whoa, we just start. I thought it was a mistake. <laughs> I rewound. I also thought, I also was yeah. like, did I press I forward? I pressed a or like... and skipped a part. No, this is literally, bam, you are in this. So this report continues that uh, it says anthropologists are studying it to find out if it is a replica or if it is, in fact, pre-Hispanic. Fascinating. 
This report also says that many grupos danzantes are protesting, although protesting has nothing on the, the phrase se manifiestan. That is mm-hmm. so good. They are manifesting. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so they are manifesting because they have been not they have not been allowed to give offerings to what they call the real Donatsin, la madre de los mexicanos que ha regresado. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. But as an opening to this film, I was like, I fucking love this so much. Yeah. This first, you don't need, and the only thing you see is this 360 degree POV of somebody, we don't know who yet, filming themselves walking down or walking across like a pedestrian overpass on a rainy day in Mexico City. Busy traffic underneath this pedestrian overpass. That's it. And these words. Loved this. I loved it. So we then get an intertitle, and it says that this 360-degree footage was found on the premises of a Mexico City film school. The box in which the footage was found said, Cubeta de Carbón, Casa de Adobe. Mm. So Casa de Adobe means like adobe house. Cubeta de Carbón. I Google translated it. said either charcoal bucket or tray. What would, how would you... Translate uh, this. Yeah, like a like a bucket of coal kind yeah. of thing. Okay. A bucket of coal, a, a house of adobe. And it's signed by Nina Temich, October 23rd, 2022. We then get some fun hip electro music. And yeah. we meet Nina Temich, this young woman. She's at home filming herself with her new 360-degree camera, and she says, Ahora sí, por fin, tengo cámara. Super excited to have this new camera. So she films herself dancing. She's wearing a Japanese demon T-shirt with 666 on the back, which I was like... Love it. Love it. And also, I was like, oh, I see where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I will Uh say it's very, uh, because it's a 360 camera and she's like filming herself, at first the movement was, I was like, is this going to be found footage? And I guess technically Technically, it is a found footage film, but that first shot of her like twirling around, I was like, ooh, I'm going to barf. It's, this is, because it's not just like, regular camcorder i'm moving it around it's the lens is so i I, the word i'll say is distorted but it's not like it's Mm so rounded and rounded and i was like okay i hope it's not all this because voy a vomitar oh and (laughs) a lot of it kind of is but i mean to add on to that, it is upside down, inside out, top, Todas who, partes. what is top and bottom. We are flying around. It is yeah. madness. Madness. Yeah. So we then hear, I was like, R2-D2? <laughs> we hear a little R2-D2 beep in the background somewhere, and we hear a man's voice call out, Ninatsin, have you seen my courts and my protection bandana? Which I was like, oh, okay. We're talking like of the earth, witchy healer vibes here. Like these are these the like these are the people we're going to be talking about in this film. Mm -hmm. Ninatsin grabs him. Nina, pero this guy calls her Ninatsin. He she grabs a mask which uh, she made, and it looks like a mix to me of like what you would call like 
old Mexican art, but also kind of like a robot at the same time. You know what I mean? Sure, because yeah, it's kind of golden. It. Mm-hmm. it looks metallic, but also yeah. like you can tell it's made of clay also. The and eyes like... looked like bolts to me. Uh-huh. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so we discover she, you know, she makes masks. And then her friend Alexa comes to see her. And Nina very sweetly gifts Alexa with a pair of sneakers just like her. And Alexa says, güey, están chidos. Which I was like, hey, Mexico. I love this. It's the Everywhere. language is incredibly Mexican. The <laughs> yeah, best. it's lovely. I'm just, I was just so happy that I was like, oh, now I know that word chidos because I didn't before. <laughs> so Alexa and Nina are planning on taking DMT, which Alexa explains is the God molecule. Apparently, you produce it when you're born and when you die. I love it that uh, Nina's like, ¿Y eso del DHL? (laughs) And her friend's like, DHL? Like, (laughs) the delivery system? (laughs) No, güey. No seas mensa. (laughs) (laughs) Que güey estás, is what she says. I'm going to start using that. Absolutely. I do love also how this sequence, like as soon as she's like the God molecule, when you're born and when you die, it immediately cuts to the next scene. Like right when she's done with that line. I love that. Mm-hmm. And we cut to this lovely sequence of Nina and Alexa dancing together. And I just got to say that like, what a great way to show some of these incredible spaces in Mexico City. Yes. I love that feature. Some of the murals we see and like the the different like there's a skate park we're in. There's like gardens and under overpasses and all this stuff. You really get the feeling of like this neighborhood they live in Uh uh, and this space in Mexico that that I don't think it's I don't think is usually showcased. I mean, you know, it's it's so funny because on TikTok, they all, always make fun of like the whenever they depict Mexico on television, it's always sepia. like almost sepia toned. Yeah. 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 So this is this is so colorful and mm. so vibrant, but also like very urban city life. Mm. And like it's it's really refreshing to see Mexico in this through this very bendy lens, yeah. you know? And it also, like, it kind of even shows you the complete counterpart of that where, like, a lot of the times it's gray and See? kind of rainy. And, like, they're they're not, like, fully, like, abrigados, but they have, like, layers on and stuff like that. You know, I just, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I loved the... It felt like being in Mexico City. My parents used to live there back in the day, and I fucking loved Mexico City, and it gave me genuine vibes like i was like yeah. this really feels like it you know i mean it is it it is it's it it is it's fucking mexico city authenticity absolutely and then we cut to nina with her grogu is this this little guy called yes, Grogu? good job I fucking honestly got it. i wrote baby yoda so i give you props dude way uh, yeah. to go yeah i yeah. mean yeah so fucking grogu but gr- grogu is a pipe i was like guys <laughs> Pipe. I, I thought it was a Pez dispenser. I was like, I thought, oh. that's what I thought too. 
because she we she comes up to the camera and she holds up this like baby Yoda or Grogu fucking thing and a little bag of powder. And I was like, is she going to put the powder in the Pez dispenser and then make a Pez and then eat it? And I'm like, that's not how the Pez dispenser works. Also, I I mean, this looks like a I mean, the only like pipe I've had like this would be a weed. Uh, like me too. I, I I assume you could use it for that. Yo no entendí. Too? Yo no entendí esto at all. Como they ponen el powder in, in the, the pipe. pipe and then they smoke it. And I'm like, yeah. is, can you smoke powder? Girl. Like you know, mira, mi, las drogas que yo hago go, and the <laughs> drugs that I have done yeah. have never been powder drugs. Yeah, because those powder are too scary. Burn smoke. <laughs> Oh shit. Okay, but this is what happens. She fucking packs up that little Grogu. (laughs) Adorable, adorable pipe. Adorable pipe. Would love a Grogu pipe. Me too. And um, so you know she's packing up the this pipe with with DMT, and she (laughs) and Alex are sitting outside in this in front of this very cool wall art, kind of creepy wall art at the same time, but very very cool. Yeah. Sin miedo a la muerte, says Nina. Mm. And they smoke this DMT. I love that Alexa says, no, me de, no quiero tener un mal viaje because yeah. they're playing like music she doesn't like. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like the translation of bad trip. Mal viaje. Mal viaje. Literally. But like it sounds so much cooler in Absolutely. Spanish. Absolutely. No yeah. quiero tener un mal viaje, yeah. perra. And she's like, she's like, put on some good music. No reggaeton. Okay. Come on, guys. Reggaeton is fine. Maybe not to trip, but so they smoke this DMT, and it's the kind of trip where you know they smoke it, and it's immediately like heads back. They're just like passed out. Wow. Like out. And then the camera begins to pan away from Nina and Alexa, but then it quickly pans back to them, and on a table in front of them, in front of where they're they're sitting. A bowl and a plate of eggs crash to the floor, one after the other, pushed by an invisible force. But Nina's face turns to look at these things just as they fall. And Nina Mm -hmm. laughs. The footage distorts. Very weird. Very weird. Spooky. Yeah. I was like, ghosts? 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 Ghouls? Goblins? (laughs) Yeah. What are we talking? Pero también I was like... Are we talking Carrie Did up she in here? Do it? Yeah, because it's literally like she moves her cabeza and then the shit falls. Bien mm-hmm. raro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We then cut to Nina and Alexa at a bar where we discover that Nina has a dog. But apparently this dog is a badass bitch who does what she wants, so she goes out solo all the time. The only reason I mention this is because I want to mention the dog, okay? Oh, she's so cute when I she know. Appears. When she finally appears, I was like, I'm so glad we saw the dog. <laughs> Me too. I was so glad we saw her. <laughs> so now we're back in Nina's bedroom, and Alexa asks Nina, how much money do you have left, and are you saving your money? But Nina says, my parents wanted me to do what I wanted with the money, and that's what I'm doing. When I get into film school, everything will be better, which I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. A parent situation, a money situation, she wants to go to film school, There's something we're not quite clear on yet, but we will get to it. Yeah. So Alexa asks her, are you going to quit dancing once you start film school? Y la nina dice, 
Dancers se amarran, which I'd never heard before. They get bitter, is what at least the subtitles said. And plus, I like film better, so no, I'm probably not going <laughs> to dance anymore. And like, so they plan to go on a getaway, like a weekend away, you know, in the future. Like, let's do this together. But it, something felt a little tense to me here. I was mm -hmm. like, something is up and it feels like it's stemming from Alexa. Algo está pasando. Okay. Sí. So it's later on and Nina's friend, Vecino, literally in the credits, they just say, Vecino. Vecino. So this yeah. is her neighbor, Vecino. El vecino. <laughs> he comes to see her and he's wearing a mask, like a COVID mask. And I was like, COVID. oh, this is a COVID times movie. And actually, COVID is like kind of a an important huge part of this story in our storyline. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know why sometimes when I see it in film, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, right. It feels so close. I mean, hello, we're still. Yeah. There are, it's still happening, but yeah. it feels so weird to have it already be part of our media and be yeah. part of our entertainment purposes and yes. now become plot devices for like stories we're telling. Yes. It's very weird it, to feel that. I agree 100%. So strange. But also just to establish that they filmed this, like it came out in 2022. It's possible they were filming in 2021, 2020. I mean, and, like things were when you look at the then, background you know? of, of like the shots they have uh -huh. when they're in the streets and stuff, you can see people wearing masks. Like, yeah. There's like security dudes in the back con sus máscaras. Mm -hmm. They go to a restaurant. La señora delivers uh -huh. food con máscara. Yeah, like yeah. it's full on. Absolutely. And I just, I don't know why it, it felt so strange. Because I'm like, it this does is feel very strange. Life. This is our life, it's, you know? It happened now. It's still exactly. kind of happening. It's still happening. Absolutely. So Vecino comes in and he's like, Hey, he sits down with Nina. He's like, my grandpa told me to buy an Aquadrum Pro 11, which I was like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck this is. I looked it up. It's like a fancy pants electro drum. But the vibe is here, like, he wants this to do, like, um, for, like, a healing, chanting kind of stuff. So we're mm -hmm. like, this probably was the voice we heard before where he's like, where's my cords and my bandana? Because I'm a curandero. You know what I mean? Sí. So they eat pistachios. Nina ices uh. her bum knee. And finally, she gives Vecino some of her money for his Aquadrum because he can't afford it, which to me seemed like this money situation is new to her. She's mm -hmm. very like loosey-goosey with it. She's like, take it. Take, take the money. Like, sure. I want you to have it. And like, like I mentioned, if he is not a curandero, he is at least in training to become one. Under the Definitely. tutelage of his grandpa. Okay. And he, the way he talks to her, he's like, you should be paying attention to your energies. Somos energía, Nina. Yes. Que yo. And it's just like, his uh, he's his language is witchy, is curandero-y and everything. And like, the fact that he's trying to, he's talking to her about buying this like percussion bowl is... For like with gritos purposes and stuff. For, yeah, for limpias and shit. Uh -huh. So like, you feel it deeply from this guy. And not so much from her. Yeah, she's very much like, 
yeah, yeah, whatever. take the money to get your fucking drum to do the things you do, buddy. Yeah. Good luck. Give me some thing. more pistachios kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Right. <laughs> Forget your drum. I just need some more pistachios. Delicious. Delightful. <laughs> so it's later on. Also, like, I'm. it's just going to be like a moment later. This happens late. Like, this movie is See, bouncy, bouncy. Always, always found footage. Like, it's just like boom, boom, boom. Moments clips, and moments clips, and moments. Clips, 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 yes, clips. Clips. Totally. So. Next clip, we're in her bedroom, <laughs> and she's sweeping up pistachio shells, and here she finds several clay pots that have been placed in her room. So she, they're like little statues that she finds. Yeah, they don't all look the same. They're different. No, they are all different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when they say monolith at the beginning of this film, is this what they mean? Do they mean like a little guy? What do they mean like fucking uh what is that Stanley Kubrick movie where the gorillas go and see the monolith, the fucking big black oh, thing? Um, Isn't that considered the monolith? God damn it. Yes, yes, yes. I can't remember. Two thousand yes, two, yes, that's it. Whatever, two thousand. <laughs> I when I think of the word monolith, I think of something big. That's what I pictured too. So and and I was confused at the top when we were in this like found footage, this like self-filming situation. I was expecting to see the monolith. And when we didn't, I yeah, was a little confused. Mm. So when I saw these little statues, I was like, is this what they mean by monolith? Is she mm. discovering them in her own home? But that seems too little. So I was I guess I just don't know what <laughs> monolith entails. <laughs> I agree with that. I'm not 100% sure. However, these figurines do pop up later in yes. the film, which I don't know. Like, for, honestly, an option that I thought was like maybe El Vecino placed them there as his curandero okay. ways. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the parents left them there at some point uh-huh. as protection. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I think like she's definitely surprised to see them. Yeah. Like she pulls them out and she's like, huh? And puts them on her desk amongst the pistachio. Which also like if her parents will get more into like what happened with the parents, if her parents had placed them there, she would have found them earlier. So I think that this is a new. This is a new thing, thing, which is why she's surprised to see them there. I mean, this is also the kind of thing that I wouldn't be surprised if they just popped out of thin air, if they just appeared. And that's what that's what I mean about also the monolith because I was yes, like in the beginning absolutely. we the guy is like a monolith out of nowhere and I was like is this what this means <laughs> a monolith out of nowhere you check here you hear oh, here it's news <laughs> at ten and we are to Leo <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yes Jeez. okay. oh my god so yes I don't know when I picture monolith I think like grande bien sí. grande to establish here, these are wee little babies. And Tiny babies. These are new discoveries for La Nina. See, sí. So we get this quick moment with Nina and Alexa where Nina mentions that she had a dream where she was in a well, but there was no water in the well and she could not escape. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's very fast. That's the yeah. only thing. Clip. Clip. Cut to our next clip. Nina and Alexa are just walking through the streets and Nina films herself with this lit. It's all fucking filmed. And this seems like very selfie sticky to me. You know what I mean? Where she's like holding a camera. 
And behind her, we see a dude quickly approach and he fucking grabs the camera and runs off. Pero la Nina or la Alexa, alguien throws a rock? A rock. Oh, algo. And knocks him the fuck out. Knocks this motherfucker out and they grab the camera and go. Now, it's possible that this actually happened. Like they were just running and that like actually happened. That is a possibility. But they fucking like knock. Like in real life? In real life, yeah. But they knock that motherfucker out cold. Well, I was like, they literally go, se desmayó. And I'm like, no, bitch, you killed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I genuinely was like. Lo mataron y la mataron because, yeah. bro, you you hit your head or your neck with a rock a certain way, Adios. you're dead. Pero también hits, hit, hit with the rock and then, like, out slams on the floor. Slam your face on the ground. Bam, bam. Puta, ya la yeah. cagamos. No, no, no. Entonces, yeah. quién sabe? Uh, quién sabe? Listen, if the director ever hears this, tell us, was that real? <laughs> Did that it's guy possible. die? <laughs> Is he still living? Anyway, <laughs> so... Next clip. Later on, we were at Nina's house and Besino is there. He's on the phone. He's talking to his friend and he's like, hey, let's meet tomorrow at noon at Tlatelolco. Hey. Hello. What was that movie Los called? Similares. Los Similares. Los Similares. Classic. Tlatelolco. Yeah. Listen to our episode to find out all about it. Mm-hmm. And then he says, it's the year Doce Caña. Oh. The year when the sky plummeted and humanity was consumed. And he's talking about the monolito. And he's talking about the manifestaciones here. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, you, El Vecino, is one of those danzantes. He's been out there protesting. Right. Correcto? I think that's what's, I believe I think that's so. What's that, going sounds, on. that sounds fucking right to me. Yeah. And then Nina comes in from having used the bathroom. This conversation, Jonathan. <laughs> so she... <laughs> She tells him to go look at her poop. Cagué muy raro. <laughs> so I was like, this is disgusting, but okay. I so, would never ask you to come to the bathroom and be like, look at this never, crazy poop I did. Never. I would never, ever do that to you. Not for a moment. Pero she finds it hilarious. Hilarious. The joke of the year. So, El Vecino goes to check it out, and when he comes back to sit with Nina, he says, Grandpa said that power manifests itself in different (laughs) ways. First your bum knee, and now this symbolic poop? We should get a limpia. He does say this line, which I really liked. He said, Esto no es creencia, es sapiencia. Which mm-hmm. I didn't know what the word sapiencia was. Uh, It's sabiduría, no ve? Like um, Like, uh, um, wisdom? It's like, what's the word? There's a word for somebody that uh, really loves uh, smart people. And I Mm. think it's like sapophile or something like that. So that makes sense. Uh, Uh There's uh an SAP in there that Uh, I think that's what it what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad you said that because I was like, yo no lo entendía cuál era la otra palabra. Yo no es. No es creencia, es, and I was like, apiencia, pero es sapiencia. Well, I also, when I was like, I wrote, que es apiencia, because that's what I heard, Uh pero que es sapiencia, es sapiencia, Ah, which, love that fucking line, which basically means like, this is not just like a belief. This is, it's deeper than that. This is wisdom. Mm -hmm. Knowledge. Yes, exactly. This is knowledge. So he seems to think that this poop, is a symbol, okay. symbolic of some sort. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. All right. Whatever you say. I will not be checking mine, but, you know, you do <laughs> what you got to do with yours. <laughs> Nina sleeps in her bedroom when suddenly she begins to breathe heavily and jerk around. She wakes up, sits up, and a door behind her slowly closes on its own. She then begins to get out of bed when she notices that her feet are covered in a black substance. That's cemetery. Pero Which, tam uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Pero también se ve that the mud or this black goop that's on her feet looks like it's been tracked in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like she walked in and got into bed with those nasty feet. And then when she comes back out there, you know what I mean? Yes. Because there's like a trail that yes. comes, that keeps going. Mm -hmm. right? Something just, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what it, something just clicked for me. And it has to do with the dream. Okay. Because being in a well, waterless well, tal vez the bottom is like. Mud. Horrible. Yeah. So this is a. <laughs> This is a possession film, a take on possession, if you will. Yes. So la, la Nina being trapped in a well is like her being trapped without escape in this possession that is overtaking mm -hmm. her. Pero tal vez wow. cuando se, cuando, when she left the well and she's tracking this, this mud in from the bottom of the well, now this thing is... This thing has come Here. out and it's it's not Nina anymore. It is Nina, but now it is Nina with this uh, what do you uh, entity. Maybe Yeah. I will say also, I think mm -hmm. so. That that sounds very plausible. Sure. The shot of the feet, it's like we see her sit up and then the camera kind of pans down so that we it kind of is it starts at maybe her chin or neck, and then we see the rest of the, the shot. And the bed is just high enough where you can see underneath it, and it's very dark in there. I was like, ¿Qué va a salir? ¿Qué va a salir? <laughs> I was waiting. The thing, that's the thing with this movie, too, where it is, it is less so pocket of... It, it's a pocket of terror in a different way where like for the most part this movie is very lit yes but because it's so 360 and everything you're like what is that back there yeah, since the corners are all rounded yeah. out and like oval and turny you're just like turny. when will it come into view and be a thing a, a shape that i yeah. can recognize because yeah. as of now it's just like bendy yeah. Bendy yeah. and like occasional distortion where you're like, what's in that distortion yes. in the footage, you know? Oh, the clips that we see often have this like, again, Chemical Brothers yes. music video. They like they do a crazy visual where it's like and you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on yeah. here right now. Also, I'm not even mentioning like in between clips, like there are occasionally just like flashes of other things where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck was in there. ¿Qué puta fue eso? Algo horrible. Or maybe just her Algo... dancing. Could be either yeah. or, you know? Quién sabe. So it's later on and Nina bails Vecino out of jail because he was manifestando. Mm -hmm. I loved this part because it was so telling. He says, thanks for bailing me out. Tlacosamati. And she says, 
la soca mati. She corrects him. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, this says so much here. Porque la nina sabe. No es la cosa mati, es la soca mati. Pero mm-hmm. el, el vecino... He wa- he is like I want to be a curandero, but it seems he doesn't come from it ancestry wise or something. Mm-hmm. Like he might be new to it and he wants to learn. Pero la nina is like no, this is she's like this is my shit. Even though I don't quite accept it and I don't really want it, it is part of there's her. There's a there's a separation to it for her that we don't know about it yet. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really understand. Because she is very blasé about it when she talks to El Vecino, who is very, I'm going to say pushy about it, but like he really wants, he wants to live in it, be in it, is it. And she's like, I need you to take a step back a little bit. But that doesn't mean it's ingrained in her. So when she hears him mispronounce this word, she's like, but the way she delivers the line is like, ha ha ha, it's this other way. Absolutely. But it's delivered. And so when she corrects him, it's not rude. It is no. so gentle. And she literally says, so la, la soca mati, from what I understand, is a way of saying thank you. Mm-hmm. And so she, when she corrects him, it's very gentle. She says, la soca mati, uh, de nada. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, it's honestly, I thought it was really, really lovely, but also said so much about these two characters in a 15 second span really definitely and in this shot is where you can see the security guy in the background with his (laughs) mask on also i'm just going to continue my streak of objectifying people this vecino is so handsome so hot yeah because he's shirtless in this yeah damn this chest damn Holy shit. Let me lay upon your chest. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. And that's all. No more objectifying in this episode. All right. Oh, I was going to (laughs) say in this podcast. That's a lie. Don't you lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's Uh, a lie. All right. So we cut to another dance sequence in a skate park, which. uh, Very cool. Loved this. Sucker for skate. Anything. And it's just, it's just the two of them, uh, uh, Alexa and Nina, and a lady skateboarder skateboarding around. And I loved the music here. I was just like, this was, I mean, it's very music video, 90s music video, especially like the the skateboarding and shit like that. But I was like, I just love it. It's it's just like entrancing, beautiful. Mm -hmm. In her bedroom, Nina stares at herself in a mirror. And then her reflection smiles at her and says to her in Nahuatl, I believe, I am your flesh, your blood, your spirit. Ooh, I just got moved by that. <laughs> because it's creepy, but yeah. it's also not. Ooh, my God, I'm tired. I can t- you know when you, like, you get tired and you're yes, just like, you start I feeling do. feelings? No. <laughs> But it's very creepy when you see her move. I was like, ew, ew, ew. But it's just like, I don't know. It's There's just something about it that's so powerful. I think in particular, the reason why it evokes emotion is because we've watched it and we know who uh, 
this possessor is and um and there is such a strong female, female. energy to it so i think that's why it's very it feels very powerful because the first time i watched it i was like oh this this is really fucking weird and then you see it again and you're like oh this is a different feeling i have now now that i know a little bit more you know what i mean yes and like that's why i'm like this is a take on possession where like it doesn't like it doesn't feel it's just different it's just a different Mm -hmm. kind of possession i will say here too this movie feels very feminine. Mm-hmm. It explores a lot of like, you know, themes of, you know, violence against women uh, and mm-hmm. things like that. However, this was written and directed by men. Yeah. Which as I was watching, I had to like check and be like, wait, was this female directed? Was this? A-? But it's not. Which. Interesting. Stay tuned for trivia because I have a cool little bit. Uh. To talk about that. Oh, I'm so excited. Great. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Also, just, I'm so sorry. To go off of that, (laughs) I do feel that, like, in terms of some of the themes that we're talking about in here, there is a plus to men being like, we acknowledge some of this stuff, and that's why we are presenting this story in this way. Like, we acknowledge Mm -hmm. that men can be fucking shitty, Mm -hmm. and that's how we're presenting this. And you get what I'm saying? Kind of? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why Besino is such a strong uh, character yeah. in this. Yeah. Because uh, he feels uh, like an ally. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, totally. So it's later on and we are in a gorgeous park. And Nina shows Alexa the video of when the bowl and the plate fell off the table on their own. And Alexa asks here if Nina thinks that it's her parents, which I was like, "Mm, okay, let's get into this. Mm -hmm. And Nina says, I don't know. Ever since my parents died, Mm -hmm. me siento rara. Rara? No, (laughs) me siento rara. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Anyway, she feels weird. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. The plot is thickening, if you will. Yep. So they walk around a gorgeous pavilion. They check out a guerito, and Alexa pokes fun at Nina, saying that she's fresa de closet, which I... <laughs> I love that. Fresa de closet, I love this. Tu eres fresa de closet. Yeah, this reminds me of, like, when I... So my brother went to school in, in Mexico for a while, and I remember when I would come back to visit, he'd be like, no sea fresa. And I was like, excuse me? Which, you know, like, um, apparently means, like, you know, you're kind of, like... Um, Posh. Yeah, fancy pants. I'm, Pre- preppy. Yeah. And so, but I mentioned this kind of, like, lighthearted moment because it feels lighthearted, but it's, there seems to be a disconnect here between these two women that I mm-hmm. think started when the parents died and when money was inherited. That is a mm. like a, a subplot thing that I think is kind of bubbling between beneath the surface of this particular relationship between Alexa yeah. and Nina. Because Alexa does like make a point of being like, why'd you get this camera and you and your camera? Yeah. And, like, so you're not going to be a dancer a of, anymore? Yeah, uh-huh. like kind of giving up a bunch of the stuff that mm-hmm. they had in common to pursue other things that she can afford now yeah and even mentions like you can't be a filmmaker filmmakers only talk in english and like stuff like that and it's just like there's something here you know what i mean 
And then this fresa de closet is also yeah. a very, very poignant line to say yeah. to somebody yeah. who's pretty punk rock and like, yes. you know, to establish. And yeah, these women are like wearing dark, dark clothes, clothes jeans big clothes, like, you know, yeah, like they're very Doc Martens and yeah. like that kind of shit. Yeah, exactly. They are they're cool ladies. Oh, like you see I, them down the street and you're like, I want to be your friend. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm also intimidated by you. But I also think Incredibly. you're like the coolest person I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life. And just For to sure. also mention, like Nina has this long great hair. Hair. <gasps> mm-hmm. She's she's she gives me um a La Llorona, La Llorona. vibes. You know, mm-hmm. incredible. We then cut to a rooftop. This fucking view from this rooftop is gorge. This seems more like out in the country a little bit to me. It was so mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. out here. So Vecino and his abuelo lead Nina through a ceremony, a limpia, I guess. Mm-hmm. And El Vecino says, thanks to Quetzalcoatl, we invoke Ometeotl. We, we also call on Xipetotec and the place of women, Siwatlan. We turn to Mictlan, the lord of goodbyes, the lord of the dead, but then the sound gets kind of distorted and I can't quite hear what, they, what he said here. But there's a ritual going on mentioning all of these, all these things. Yeah. That night, on the same rooftop, Nina and Besino kneel facing an incoming storm. Like there's light flashing in the distance. This very fucking cool. shot was so Great. cool. Nina then hands Besino a towel with a smear of blood on it. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, and she says, Bes, por eso no me gustan tus mamadas. So it seems that the limpia ceremony caused her nose to bleed. And here it's like solidly established. She's she's literally calling his like, eh, you know, sapiencia, the, the, whatever. Mm-hmm, his, the rituals. Her, his... Mamadas. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was like, oh damn, but also interesting that it caused her nose to bleed. Right. I don't quite get that, I'm gonna say. Me I don't neither. I don't really get that. We then cut to Nina walking by some train tracks where she discovers a little white figure surrounded by mm-hmm. mushrooms. What was that figure That's what to it you? It looks like a little white figure. Well, I I assumed it was another like Again, I was like, is, uh, monol- are these monoliths? Yeah, monolito. So in my mind, I was like, another little monolith that yes. has been that she found uh, on her path. Yes, and I was like, just placed mm-hmm. there. Strange. Mm-hmm. And then, thirty minutes into our film, cut to our title, title card, <laughs> which I loved, loved that. this so much. I was like, loved oh, it. Damn. Yeah. So here's our fucking title card. Card. Putre ficción. Un video de Nina Temich. We hear fun techno music, which kind of it was like Candyman music with techno beats behind it. Like yeah. Ah, 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 ah. We see a drag queen doing some light voguing in a plaza. Very fun. We see Nina's dog running the through the doggy. streets. So cute. We see rotting flute. Flute? Not a flute. We see rotting fruit. <laughs> A flower blossoming. Shit being flushed down a drain. I'm assuming fucking Nina's shit. Luchadores also, luchando. It's uh-huh. an, an orchid blossoming, which is oh. very vaginal. <gasps> Interesting. Thank you very much. An orchid blossoming. <laughs> 
we see Nina chasing a man near these train tracks, which I was like, was he putting one of those figurines down? What do you think? I think he was taking it. That's what I imagine. And I saw. he runs in fear from her. Yeah. He runs. Interesting. Yeah. This part I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. ¿Qué está pasando? Right. We see rotted vegetables coming back to life from their rotted state. And then we cut to three people sitting watching this footage. Two men, one of them white, and a woman, a white woman. <laughs> this is Nina's film school interview. And what we have been seeing, this video, is part of her application. Nina sits in front of them, and when the film is over, she asks, what did you think? And so the white guy, I just call the film guy. If you hear the white guy, mm -hmm. the film guy, this is the dude. I don't know what his fucking name is. And he says, favorite book? And Nina responds, uh, DJ Salinger. And the film guy responds, you mean J.D. Salinger? Also, I asked you your favorite book, not your favorite author. Anyway, what part of the city do you live in? And I was like, <sighs> why the fuck do you care? Why is this I wrote, pertinent? ew, this guy sucks. <laughs> Uh, he, oh God, does he suck? And so Nina responds, "In Santa Maria la Ribera." Ah, ya veo," says the film guy. Which I was like, "Yuck!" Mm. Yeah. Ew. What do you do? They ask her. I study dance. I live solo," says Nina. And when she's asked what her parents do, she responds, "They died last year." This fucking film guy keeps poking and digging. He says, "Ay, lo siento." How did they die? Which, again, I was like, this is a film school interview? I know, exactly. And then he's not even like, he doesn't mean the lo siento. He's like, no. ah, lo siento, what did, he die, what did they die of? It's so shitty. Not a care in the world. Doesn't give a shit about her. And she's vis visibly uncomfortable when, mm -hmm. this, when this conversation starts happening mm -hmm. and starts like, you know, looking down at her feet and her knees and she's like, you know, shoulders are doing obvious mm -hmm. uncomfortable work and yet they still push. And I'm like, yeah. just tell me if you like my fucking movie or not, bitch. It's, it's an abuse of power, this moment yeah. in this film. Because Nina is here being like, well, I want to get into film school, so I should just probably do what they ask. You know, yeah. oh, it's, it's very difficult. So... This fucking dude is like, how did they die? How'd your parents die? De COVID, says Nina. Ugh. They died of COVID. Tell us more, says the film guy. And Nina at this point is like, um, is that necessary? And this white woman, Barbara, pipes up at this point and she says, Si, bonita. Oh, es necesario. No. Bonita. No, no. On, no. no. Absolutely not. Pero, si bonita, es necesario. To make film, you must connect with the things that hurt the most. So, Nina very hesitantly explains that last year her father, Oscar, got sick first because he didn't take COVID seriously. He didn't wear a mask. Her mom tried to treat everyone with teas because everybody caught it. The mom, the dad, Nina caught it. They all caught it. Pero for her parents, se les fue complicando, she says. They got worse and worse. Y a poco a poco, dejaron de respirar. Oof, fuck. 
Anina says she didn't take them to the hospital because her parents had never been to a hospital, plus she had no way to take them. Her parents were yerberos. They come from a long ancestry of curanderos, but she, Nina, is not a curandera. They lived off the money from their limpias and from Water Plus, which she explains is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> but Nina knows Damn. it's a scam. Like, she knows that the pyramid scheme yeah. is a scam. This is, like, she's no dummy. This is a smart, yeah. sharp woman. The fucking film guy mm. starts to take notes. So Nina asks, what are you writing? Oh, nothing, he responds. When I get an idea for my films, I write them down. Which I was just like, sir, with this woman telling you this horrible thing from her life, you're getting film ideas? And she's like, your ideas or copying ideas? Yeah. she's straight up, which I love. She's like, yeah. le llegan o las copian? Uh-huh. Come mierda, la gran puta. And interesting now that Gael, this not white guy, Pipes up, almost like now he feels like he has to defend this fucking asshole white film guy. And Gael says, tranquila, why don't you consider yourself a curandera if that's part of your ancestry? So Nina explains, my mom always wanted me to do what I wanted. And since my dad's dad forced him to be a healer, my parents liked it, that I didn't give a shit about it. Do you live alone? Asks Barbara. Any other family? No. Says Nina, my family is dead. The neighbor who was close to my dad comes by to check on me because my parents asked him to care for me. And regarding La Pachamama, which I loved hearing in this film, yeah, he's even more intense than my parents. So just explaining like the connection with Vecino and like why he keeps coming over. That was a, a request, like a dying request yeah. from the parents. And then fucking film guy asks, did you see my film? <laughs> and Nina says, what? yes. And when he asks her what she thought and insists, like he's like, no, no, oh, come on, tell me, tell he's me. He's pushy yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell so she's me, like, come on. Yeah, Just go, go ahead, ahead and, and tell me. Tell me. I, you I, tell you're me. not going to hurt my feelings. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. sure. Mm, sure. And so Nina says, you've never been in the barrio except for the day you filmed there. People in the barrio don't talk like that. Which I was like, you tell him. Ooh. And immediately defensive. Immediately that fucking shitty white guy is like, I was like, oh, dude, you're such a douche, bro. You asked. Oh, my God. Gael then notes that Nina makes masks. So Nina pulls out the one we saw earlier and she hands it to them. And they pass it around. But they only note que pinta. It leaves paint on their fancy hands. It stains my hands. And then Gael, quote unquote, accidentally drops the mask and it shatters. So, oh my God. So Nina gets up to pick up the, the, the pieces of the mask. And the camera distorts here, which I was like, you're mm. pissing off the deity. The deity's getting pissed. Yep. And so film guy says here, oof, I, I, it's just like everything, it just keeps getting worse. He I says, just, I, you know how many times I wrote, uh -huh. I'm so annoyed by these people. I fucking hate these people. These people oh, fucking suck. Like terrible. every other line. Yeah, terrible. So film guy says here, you dance. Baila, a command. 
baila. But this isn't a dance audition, says Nina. And they're like, oh, we want to see all of your talents. So Nina stands. She removes her shoes as these fucking assholes are making a Starbucks order. And Nina begins her dance. And it is particularly entrancing and spooky. Very creepy. She seems poseída. See, and she starts to like, shoda shusha, shoda shusha. Yes. Yes. In Nahuatl, she's like under her breath chanting. And it's all like that long, dark hair in her face. This is a, a ritual. And she fully like grabs a trash can. At one point, she places it on her foot. She like lifts it into the air. And at this point, we get a little shot of the of Barbara smiling and laughing, laughing. as she's watching this. What a fucking cunt. <laughs> Agreed. And then Nina stands at the trash can, her arms outstretched, her hair in her face. She's having these heaving deep breaths. She lifts her hair out of her, her face. She reaches her arms up into the sky. And then the dance is over. And I just wrote here, oh, you are all fucked. I wrote cursed. Cursed. But, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yes. She just did. Some sort she of ritual on you. Curse the shit out of you. Goodbye. Which I was like, hell yeah, it's amazing. And then Barbara says, Muchas gracias, Bonita. You can go. Ugh. But what did you think of my video? asks Nina. And fucking Oof. Gael here is like, he says some lame ass douchey bullshit about filmmakers and poetry and how they become gods, but there's no poetry here in her work. When I see your work, I see una cubeta de carbón. Nada de minerales, nada de piedras preciosas. You built a horrible, poorly made house of adobe. And by the way, sometimes it's good to hear these things and to know when to stop. Which awful. Also, awful. he's like, te lo digo con buena onda. Fuck Come you. mierda, hijo de la gran puta. Fuck you. Me, con buena onda, no oh, joda. Que buena onda. I feel great. Yeah. yeah, thanks so much for this onda. Yeah. Also, cubeta de carbón, yeah. casa de adobe. It. Hell yeah. Title of our film, if you I will. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Title, like that was, that was included in this box that was sent, you know, where this footage mm-hmm. was found. So, Oh, you think my shit is a fucking cubeta de carbón? Oh, Ay, vas a ver, hijo uh-huh. la puta. Ay, vas a ver. discovered on the premises of this film school, which is where Correcto. she is right now. So... So Nina, clearly very uncomfortable, grabs her shit and leaves. But she has left her camera behind. So we hear what is said next. This white lady, Barbara, is like, you know what? We should consider her. She's interesting. And fucking film guy says, oh, nah. Girls like her end up being makeup artists or working in wardrobe. I'm not going to waste my time with her. Which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with being a makeup artist working in wardrobe do you know how many badass fucking bitches get oscars for wardrobe and fucking all that shit suck a dick you fucking motherfucker god asshole but then there's a knock on the door it's nina so film guy lets her in and she grabs her camera she steps back outside and puts the camera into her purse but then we hear this next exchange it seems that film guy has come out to speak to speak to nina and he says You have a chance to get into this film school, but we need to know who we're investing money and time in. 
come to my place and we'll see how committed you are to film and I'll make sure you get in. What a cunt. What a fucking motherfucker. Yeah. Not shocking, though. Oh, of course not. This fucking not shocking. Guy? Yeah. Now at home, Nina cries and screams. That was torture. Yeah, totally. Totally. That, totally torture. <laughs> it was, was totally. Totally. It was, though. That was fucking torture. God damn. Rude. And now we get another dance sequence, but this one is darker. This one had me in my feelings. It's mm. like very, very grounded. There's, I think Alexa is there and they kind of like support each other's body weight for a moment, which I found the very moving. Also that they are, that they filmed mm -hmm. it is like, it, it just looks like dark yes. space. Black. Yeah. Black, but mirrors also, mm -hmm. it seems like. It was just, it was very, very, ooh, it was very emotional, yeah. Yeah, and like the way Nina is dancing, the way she moves her arms is so stunning, but also it just made me so sad because I was like, she wants to do film so badly. She has this horrible experience, but then like the way that she chooses to release, not a release, but to express or like feel better to deal with these emotions is returning to dance, like her yeah. natural expression, which I was just like, oh, I just found it really moving. It is. Later on, Nina and Vecino are at Nina's house, and this part confused me. I'm mm -hmm. hoping we can get some clarity here. So Nina insists, my parents died of COVID. But Vecino says, your family has a lineage of sacerdotes, of priests that venerated Coatlicue. And then Nina asks, then why didn't you save my parents from her? Quote, unquote, her. Mm -hmm. And Vecino says, because that's not what your dad wanted. And how do you know that he didn't know already, says Vecino, which I was like, wait, 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 what? So Nina knows that she's being poseída now, that, that Coatlicue is present, that this entity is present? Is that what's going on here? I don't think so. If anything, it feels like she's bitter, or maybe the reason why she has left this Urandera lifestyle or trying not to be in it is she feels a bitterness and anger towards this deity who is the beginning and the end of humanity uh, mm. taking her parents from her. Ah, uh, and so that's what Vecino is saying that maybe it was, that's what it was, but uh, uh, Nina's he, being like, like the, no, the it's dad COVID. Knew Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the dad knew that he was being uh. taken by this deity. They mm -hmm. don't, Ella's like, bro, it's COVID. It's COVID. I see. Yeah. So this is just more of like that, like belief and the wisdom. Science. You know, kind of like <laughs> fighting, fighting with each other, I guess. Right. Yes. Okay, that, that makes sense. And so Nina straight up says here, I'm tired of this shit. You're not my dad. You're my cousin? Did she say that? You're not yeah, my cousin? Yeah, she says, so mi primo. But you know, in Mexico, they're like, oh, primo, primo, primo. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. that kind of vibe. She says, you're my neighbor. You're not even Mexica. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. 
The camera then pans to a random corner of the room, and Nina all of a sudden says, no mames, do you see her? And Vecino's like, what the fuck, what are you talking about? And Nina says, es una mujer. Mm -hmm. It's a late, there's a woman there. But then Nina starts to laugh. She, apparently she was just shitting el vecino, whatever. The camera pans back to them as they're laughing, but then it pans back to this corner and the footage distorts and there's something in the corner. Yep. I don't know what it is. But there's something. There's some fucking thing in that corner. So Nina and Alexa have rented a cool-ass, weird-ass cabin in the countryside. I was like, this yurt? It kind of yeah. looks like a yurt. <laughs> this place is nuts. Wild. I yeah. was like, I, I wonder what Airbnb that shit is, because yeah. like, it looks dope. Yeah, it looks amazing. They're on this quick getaway vacation that they had been talking about, and they sit in a sink, and they fart and giggle and drink. It's very <laughs> cute. Over cigarettes, Nina explains that she dumped a guy because of something. I couldn't quite tell. Was it assault? It sounds like assault she, because she says, él dice que no se acuerda, that like yeah. he doesn't remember. And then she's like, I didn't, no, le, no lo denuncié. Like, she didn't report him. So I was Got like, this, this feels like assault that's, of that's some sort. That's the vibe sort. I was getting. Yeah. yeah. And so Alexa's like, well, why didn't you ever tell me about this? And Nina says, well, you stopped talking to me for a while back then. Why? Why'd you stop talking to me? And Alexa says, remember that party that you left me alone at? I'm grateful I barely remember it because I blacked out y un cabrón se me, se me montó encima, básicamente. So she, yes, what, yes, uh-huh. This is what came to my brain and I was like, oh, maybe... Uh, maybe the guy that se le montó encima fue el mismo, el mismo novio. El mismo. Ah, puede is ser. that the vibe that we're getting, maybe? I did not get that vibe, but it is absolutely possible. But the same I mean, thing happened to both of them is yeah. what is being established. You know, I'm I'm sure that people can, like, recluse themselves when something horrible like this happens to them and they mm. choose to, like, not be around people, mm -hmm. pero también at the same time, I was like, si fue alguien que está conectado with Nina, then I'm sure that also is another reason to be like, I'm not gonna say I anything. Don't, I can't be around you because yeah. you're around a horrible person. So, you yeah. know, yeah. interpretations of some sort, but definitely totally. what we get from this scene is that both these women have had a horrible incident of assault that yeah. they had to deal with alone. Um, mm -hmm. which is really sad. Yeah, especially like when they we know that they were friends prior and they are clearly friends now. Yeah. But there was a moment where they were disconnected. Yeah. And this, you know, sweet but very awful moment ends with them embracing, which at least yeah. is nice to see. It's later that night, Alexa grabs Nina's camera and goes outside into the dark where she finds Nina standing in the dark convulsing yo this shot i was Ugh. like first of all she's wearing a like like a tie-dye tie -dye? neon shirt yeah. or some sort and she's teeny teeny teeny, teeny. tiny yeah. Uh, yeah and to me 
It's funny that you say convulsing. It to me, it looked like she was dancing. It looked well, yes. a lot like it was part of her because her dance mm -hmm. moves throughout this film. It's all very uh, torso, chest yes. forward. There's a lot mm -hmm. of kicking and stuff like that. But if we're, it's very modern dance kind totally. of vibes. Yeah, lots of groundwork, lots mm -hmm. of stuff that my my sweet friend Juan used to do, and I'd be like, okay, time to see another one of these shows where people are rolling around and kicking yeah. and doing that thing. But like. <laughs> Kick it. It's it kicking. And so it's just it's very torso and arm stuff. And all and her hair is mm -hmm. like long and obviously yes. swinging around. But because she's so teeny teeny tiny in this like deep corridor of darkness, it Full looks like darkness. Yes. It's so wild. And because she's wearing this bright shirt, it's such a cool shot. And again, yeah. reminder that this whole entire film has these rounded edges and this yeah. like distorted vibe to it. And so I was like, no me gusta esto. Not, I mean, I loved it, but at the same I mean, time, I, I was like, it, I hate this. Yeah, this was definitely one of the creepiest fucking things. Yes, in this film. Although I will say, I had to kind of like suspend my dis suspend my disbelief for a moment because I was like, why would Alexa grab the camera? Pero también la Nina quiere filmar todo, so maybe that's sí. why Alexa was like, I'll grab it. Anyway, creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm. It's the next morning, and Alexa tells Nina about what she saw last night and that she filmed her, pero la Nina doesn't want to see the footage. We came here to relax. I don't want to see that shit. Mm -hmm. Just have to mention, on their way back to Mexico City, they oh, grab breakfast. The breakfast. Uh, Café de olla. Qué delicia. Afuera. And this, like, cheese pull that, she, oh. that Alexa does with, like, some quesadilla o que se yo. I was like, give me that food. Give and it. this is... Another shot where la señora viene a darle la comida and she's wearing a mask. And I was yeah, like, dang, like, COVID, here bro, we are. crazy. COVID, bro. <laughs> but delicious. Goddamn. Delicious. So Un café de olla right now to the face. Absolutely. I need it. It is a lovely Mexico City evening. Nina happily walks around the city filming herself when she receives an email on her phone. She wasn't accepted into the film school. She walks up onto, the, onto what I think is the pedestrian bridge that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And the camera is pointed up. So we see Nina, but we also see the darkening sky above her. And the footage distorts. And it looks like there's something up there. Something in the sky. There's something above her. It's creepy. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Watch the movie and make up your own mind. Tell us. <laughs> Tell us. And then Nina throws herself off the bridge. But, like, I didn't understand this because of the way it's all it all looks. Because it's just, it's like a clip and then a, suddenly a clip of her, her body on the, on the ground. Yeah. But it's so fast that it cuts to the other one. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is she just fucking, yeah. is that her? Se tiro. Yeah. yeah. Se tiro. Se tiro. And then we cut to white film school ladies' apartment, Barbara's apartment. A box has this arrived for her. This shot is so cool. Yeah, and disorienting. I was like, what is this space? Yes. So this box has arrived. She doesn't know who sent it. She sits at her, at her living room table in this fancy-ass, weird-ass, mirrored room. I'm like, where is what? Where's the door? Where is the How door? How do you get into this space? And behind her, it's just like, like yes. T to B window. Mm. So 
on either side, it's mirrors. Behind her, it's window. And it's just a fucking lightning storm. And it's so fucking cool looking, dude. Yes, I love the storm so much. I was just like, this is so ominous. Yeah. Love this. So... La Barbara is filming herself. I believe a camera came in this box, which I was like, hmm, this mm. is interesting. Claro. Gael then arrives and they sit and talk and she says she's working on a new project, which is why Barbara is filming herself. And she's like, you'll see soon enough. I can't talk about it much. Okay. Film guy then arrives and sits with them. And this fucking film guy asks Gael if he accepted his film into the film festival, which I was like, wow, okay. And Gael is all, I can't tell you that, plus it's not up to me. And so basically what we're, I think what's established here is that like in the past, film guy paid Gael to accept his film into his film festival, just adding to layers and layers of shittiness and douchiness here. Of douchebaggery. Yeah, and privilege. You know, yes, paying money to be like, get my get my film in there. And Gael here is like, I, dude, I straight up saw your movie and it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. But I was like, at least you, at least somebody said that to him, which I love, along with Nina earlier. Yeah. So these two are broing out and arguing. And then Barbara's all like, yeah, 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 calm down. If we don't fix this situation, none of this will matter, which I was like, oh, OK. So we're aware of the Nina situation. So film guy says here. Nina threw herself from a bridge. And what's worse, which I was like, what's worse than a person throwing themselves from a bridge? Cool. That's that's really great. That's really great, sir. What's yeah. worse is that she had her camera in her bag and she filmed everything, including what we said in the interview and what was said after. A local newspaper called La Mira knows all about it. So Gael is like, I'll be right back. I got to go make a call. And now alone with Barbara, film guy is all, hey, hey, where's your husband? He never leaves you. And Barbara's like, oh, he went out, which I was like, mm-hmm, sure he did. <laughs> and fucking film guy here says, well, why don't we take advantage of the fact that he's not here now? Which I was just like, what is this going fucking on? fucking guy! Wow. Okay. Wow. Thankfully, La Barbara does not seem to be into it right now. So film guy grabs the camera that she's got set up and he straps it onto his body. So everything is from him, his perspective now. A little while later in Barbara's TV room, Gael comes back in from his call and he explains that everything is taken care of. A friend of his who works for the newspaper owes him a favor, so they're not going to print the story. They will, however, have to pay up big time because... Fucking there's audio of the film guy harassing Nina. Basically Hello? saying, come to my house and I'll let make sure you get yeah. into the fucking film school. Jesus. And film guy is all, oh, thanks, bro. I was super anxious about it. And I'm so sorry about for, before. You don't have to accept my film for your festival. You know what? I have friends at Sundance. So if you don't want to accept it in your festivalito, it's festivalito. fine. Festivalito. It like... Trying to, quote unquote, trying to apologize and then being like, pero tu festivalito, eso maldito, brother. He's, it's just, add to the list, add this motherfucker to the list of like, top five worst people on Uike Horror. God damn. 
Meanwhile, Barbara is just sitting there watching this exchange silently. Gael is about to leave when Barbara suddenly stands, and she walks into a corner of the room with her back to them, and then she begins to speak in Nahuatl. Yeah. <laughs> Film guy notes here, he's like, something stinks, which I was like, that reminds me of demonic possession, which I was like, is that what we're talking about in here? I'm I, honestly not sure. Well, uh-huh. it made me think of like earlier we're like, cause he's like, William Mierda. And I was like, uh oh, when we were we talked about poop earlier with oh, the fucking Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. And not for nothing, pero antes que el douche bro arrives at Barbara's house, Barbara and Gael are talking and she's like, I don't know, man, I've been feeling weird since yeah. meeting with that girl mm-hmm. and you know, not really myself or something something feels off. Do you ever look at yourself like you're outside of your body and this yeah. kind of stuff? And you're like, uh-oh. Oh, Barbara. Barbara. So now with them being cause it's very quick, they're like, whoa, 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 what smells like shit? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, Fast. uh-huh. Yeah. So in the corner, like, Gael slowly walks up to Barbara to be like, hey, girl, you good? What's going on? And slowly, she turns around, and she is holding Nina's mask. Suddenly is that she- what she was holding? I couldn't tell what she was holding. I think holding. it is. I'm pretty sure it's her mask. I even wrote, I was like, what's in her hand? I could be I thought wrong, for a second that is. maybe it was going to be a little monolith or something like totally. that. Pero no lo yeah. podía ver. No, it seemed more flat than uh-huh. a monolith. That's why I was like, yeah. it's, not the mo- it's not the muñequito porque yeah. it wasn't that bulbous no, or big. No, it wasn't that big. And I'll re- also remember the mask was shattered, but here yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. So was it a piece yeah, of it? Was it? It was the broken it pieces? Like the thing. No, it looked like the okay. full thing. Damn, I Pero was también, like, like you, like you're saying, like it is very dark in that corner, sí. so you can't quite tell. And then suddenly she looks up at Gael, and the footage distorts, and there's some sort of transference in the distortion from her Ooh. to him. And then Gael begins to choke. He falls to a couch, choking, and he dies. And I just gotta say here, the choking was fine. Yeah, it's not little, great. Yeah, it's a little half. I wrote cursed. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Cursed, yeah. I mean, he's dead. It was just like, I was like, I feel like you could have upped the ante with that performance. But whatever, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Sure. I'm still with you. Yeah. Barbara then turns to film guy, and she begins to walk toward him. And he holds out his car keys in front of him to defend himself. <laughs> what like, an Sir, idiot. My car keys will protect me. Your car keys? Pero Barbara also holds her hand up, just like a film guy is, and she moves her hand as if she has the keys in her own hand, and she stabs down into the to her thigh, and film guy does the same, stabbing himself in the thigh with the keys basically under her control. So he runs from the apartment into an elevator, and when he makes it to the ground floor and the elevator doors open, there is Barbara right there. So he runs in fear out of this building into the night. He makes it to his car, which, by the way, when he unlocks the door, there's no blood on the keys or on his hand. I was like, hello? <laughs> Where's the blood? Didn't you just stab yourself? You, just, you stabbed yourself a few cup, few times? Anyway, okay, no blood. Cool. <laughs> He unlocks the door, and he drives away, tossing the camera out the window. And then we cut to Barbara, just casually strolling into Film Guy's apartment, like she fucking owns the place, camera in hand. Yep. (laughs) This was creepy, but also hilarious. I was like, come on in. 
Yeah, welcome. I woke up. Make yourself comfortable. So she sets the camera <laughs> down, and in a window's reflection, we see her do a dance, just like we've seen Nina do before. Basically the same as from the film school interview, I'd say. Yeah, similar. The camera pans around into this room where she is dancing, and we see one of those mm. little adobe figurines that we saw in Nina's room before, just yep. sitting perched there, which I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Barbara finishes her dance and just slowly walks away. A while later, film guy sits on a couch in this same room where Barbara did her dance. This is his Cursed. place. <laughs> You're a cursed dude. And that little figurine is still there, just still sitting still there. there. He's calling someone on the phone, asking them, please come over. Something muy cabrón happened. And he's telling whoever it is on the phone what happened at Barbara's house. He was able to escape and he called the cops. And now the cops are looking for Barbara. The cops also found the body of Barbara's husband, which I was like, oh, that's mm. where your fucking husband was. Yep. And this douche says, the important Pero thing is... Importante <laughs> es que yo estoy bien. That's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. That's... Okay, okay. I was like, this Dude. fucking guy. And not even that. So he's like, the most important thing is that I'm okay. And now that Gael and Barbara are out of the school, they'll probably make me the general director. You got to look at the bright side. So, I mean, that's not even it. That's not even it. <laughs> then he says, I need a favor. There's a new director of the Mexico Film Festival. So I need you to contact him and to get my film into the festival. Wow. Wow. But then he notices something. He gets up having spotted the camera. And as he's reaching for it, something invisible grabs him and pulls him back. There's distortion all around his dick, and he grabs his crotch and he falls to the floor, writhing in pain. The camera pans to the window, and we see smoke and distortion. Red smoke. Yeah, emanating from, from where the fucking film guy is struggling. The camera pans back to him, and he, he's like foaming at the mouth, holding his dick and his crotch, and he dies. And again... It's not very good, I'm going to say. Yeah. It was not good. No, he's These like vomiting men, and yeah. then like holding this penis. And I'm it's like, very this is very half-hearted choke <laughs> death. I was just like, I don't buy this, guys. Like, and step it up. And what's with your penis? Yeah. Yeah, what happened? Well, I mean, I kind of love that he's like, that the deity was like, I'm going to fuck penis. your dick up, you know? Your yeah. most masculine part. <laughs> anyway, this guy dies. It's a very half-hearted death. And in the window reflection, we see this smoke flowing into the sky. <gasps> Cut to us in a box. There's a <laughs> knock at a door. <laughs> We're in a box. And then there's a knock at a door. Someone opens the box. It's Vecino. He picks the camera up. This is what's in the box. And he notices some drops of blood on the camera and like the, you know, the screen of it. He's at Nina's place. He goes inside and into Nina's bedroom, and there she is in bed. Which I was like, oh! I was like, she's alive? Pero también I was like, you look muerta as fuck, Yeah, girl. I was like, wait, is this, what is this? Is this like yeah. when you, I, like, did, the, is he having her there? Like, is yeah. this wake stuff or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Pero estaba, she's like tucked in bed. Yes. Like, it, it, like, you're ailing her, not like... Not, we are mourning her. Yes. And also her dog is there. Yeah. Sitting and on her bed, con ella, sí. Which I was like, that is really specific and purposeful. Mm -hmm. The dog is like protective 
watching over her. I loved the fact that the dog is here at the end. Me Love too. this so much. And el vecino says, Te lo trajo la coetlique ni natsin. He whispers to her. Nina's bedroom door closes on its own behind Vecino, and he laughs. And then the camera pans around to Nina in bed and zooms in on her. Slowly, her eyes open, and they're black. black. She turns to look at us. Fin de la película. So does that mean that she's now completely been taken over by the deity? I assume, is- pero I'm still confundido. Because, like, I wouldn't think of this deity as evil, but to present us with black eyes, I'm like, oh, this is something evil. But from what I from what I believe, like, yeah, she is back and she is now possessed full. Yeah. And he. But he is like he's el vecino is for it. He's like happy about it. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't fear her or this. This is what's a, the, going on. Yeah, like this has to do with the 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 monolith and the, all of that stuff. Like all of this had, has led to this point, I think, of like yeah. it was all to bring this entity back. And now it is back in Nina. Correcto? Yeah. Right? Yes. I, I'm going to say that is though. an interpretation of what's going on here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's our movie. So let's. <laughs> You fucking, fucking nailed it. Way to let's go, Let's get dude. into some trivia. I, you did a great job. Let's do <laughs> trivia. Let's go. Okay. So let's start with Cuatlicue. So uh, the word is classical Nahuatl. And uh, in quotes, it says skirt of snakes is what mm, it means. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the wife of Mishkoatl, also known as Teteoinan. Uh, and she is the Aztec goddess who gave birth to the moon, stars, and Huitzilopochtli, Huitzilopochtli, a god of the sun and war. The mm. goddess Tochi, our grandmother, and Chihuacuatl, snake woman, the patron of women who die in childbirth, were also seen as aspects of Cuatlicue. So she's the mother of the deities, basically. Goddess wow. of fertility, patroness of life and death, patroness. guide uh-huh, guide of rebirth, which seems hey. very... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Incredibly powerful if she's mother of the deities. Wow. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Tonantzin is actually another name for her. So when they said in the beginning, they're like Tonantzin, the mother of everything. It's also her vibe, basically. Huatlicue uh-huh. is represented as a woman wearing a skirt of writhing snakes and a necklace made of human hearts, <gasps> hands, and skulls. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Amazing. Her feet and hands are adorned with claws, and her breasts are depicted as hanging flaccid from pregnancy. Shout out to hanging boobies. Hey, hanging boobs. <laughs> her, her face <laughs> is formed by two facing serpents, which represent blood splurting from her neck after she was decapitated. Fuck. According to Aztec legend, Cuatlicue, was once magically impregnated by a ball of feathers that fell on her while she was sweeping a temple. 
She sh- she subsequently gave birth to the god Huitzilopochtli. <gasps> Her daughter, the goddess Coyolxauhui, then rallied Huatlicua's 400 other children together Fuck, and hey. goaded them into attacking and decapitating their mother. I could see why she had sagging boobs. 400 fucking children. Uh, seriously. Also, one thing really quickly here. You said that when she was sweeping, she was impregnated. Uh-huh. That makes me think of the moment where Nina was sweeping the pistachio shells, and that's when she discovered the figurines. Maybe that's when that happened. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Puede ser. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Maybe. The instant she was killed, the god Huitzilopochtli suddenly emerged from her womb, fully grown and armed for battle. <gasps> he killed many of his brothers and sisters, including Coyolxahuicui, who he decapitated, dismembered, and threw into the sky to become the moon. Ooh. In one variation on this legend, Huitzilopochtli Himself is the child conceived in the ball of feathers incident and is born just in time to save his mother from harm. I like the other version of her dying and then him coming out immediately and killing everybody. Yeah, which I feel like that is really something here. Like there's something about revenge and like coming back to right wrongs. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yep. And And like the minute she died... She's like, I release upon you my yes, fucking my vengeance. My vengeance. Fuck yeah. Ooh. Very cool. So that's a little bit about Quatlique. So now let's talk about DMT. Great. Let's shift it. <sighs> okay. So I just gave myself the challenge of giving myself all the hard words to say because that was all Nahuatl and now it's science. So get ready, everybody, for me to struggle. (laughs) So N-N-dimethyltryptamine, not bad, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is a substituted tryptamine that occurs in many plants and animals, including humans, and which is both a derivative and a structural analog of tryptamine. DMT is used as a psychedelic drug and prepared by various cultures for ritual purposes as an entheogen which is a psychoactive substance that induces alterations in perception, mood, consciousness, cognition, or behavior. Wow. I really thought of this as like very chemically, but it seems more like, you know, people are actually like cultures are using this and stuff like that. Like it's of the earth more. It's chemically, but it's an, it's a natural chemical rather than like a, it's not meth. Like you can't, I mean, I'm sure now people can probably make it, uh synthetically but uh-huh. it's i believe uh natural oh chemical. wow okay hmm. says here dmt has a rapid onset intense effects and a relatively short duration of action for those reasons dmt was known as the quote 
businessman's trip during the 1960s in the United States as a user could access the full depth of psychedelic experience in considerably less time than with any other substance such as LSD or psilocybin mushrooms. That's interesting because when they do DMT, they it's cut immediate. to the bar. It's fast. And then they go to a bar, which I was like, huh? Are they, I was like, are they still high? Yeah, but apparently, <laughs> like, that makes sense. Like, oh, it kind of like the sensation passes. Okay, cool. cool exactly. Cool. Interesting. DMT can be inhaled, ingested, or injected, and its effects depend on the dose as well as the mode of administration. When inhaled or injected, the effects last a short period of time, about 5 to 15 minutes. Holy shit. Whoa. Yeah. Effects can last three hours or more when orally ingested along with a monoamine oxidase inhibitor, such as ayahuasca brew of many native Amazonian tribes. DMT can produce vivid projections of mystical experiences involving euphoria and dynamic pseudo-hallucinations of geometric forms. Interesting because a lot of the the weird like stuff like that the film turned into and like the weird distortions were very geometric looking. Yeah, totally. So you can find it in a shit ton of fucking plants. <laughs> I'm not gonna name them all because they're all like Peregrina, Columbrina. It's just insane. Fucking Legolas over here, or not Legolas? With seriously, with it's like Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, if you want him, come and claim him. Yeah. Fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> DMT may trigger adverse psychological reactions known colloquially as, quote, a bad trip, (laughs) such Mm -hmm. as intense fear, paranoia, anxiety, panic attacks, and substance-induced psychosis, particularly in predisposed individuals. Listen, as somebody who has once eaten a 100-milligram weed gummy and had a full panic attack, I'd say... Approach drugs carefully, guys. Mm. So that's a little bit about DMT. Take. uh, uh, Be careful. Be careful. Be careful, friends. Please be careful. So I found an article on imcine.gob.mx called Putreficción, un video de Nina Temich, de David Torres Ram, La Bansat, footage Azteca en 360. It's uh, a big old title. Um, and in this article, there's a, 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 some cool little quotes that I really liked from the director. So they ask, how did the story of Putreficción come about and how did you decide to film it with a 360 camera? At the beginning, when I wrote the script for the film, I wanted my protagonist to be a skater girl and not a dancer. But mm. I started interviewing girls who skated and didn't, sh- and they didn't show much interest in the project. So in the end, I decided to go with Dalia Shukwatu. She took over the character and the story. As for the camera, I first searched for a normal GoPro, but in what, but in that search, I found a GoPro 360 and immediately knew that I had to do it with that camera. I realized that there were two ways to make the movie with 360. First is to make it virtual reality. Oh my <laughs> and God. the second is to make it the way that I did. 
In fact, there is the option to watch my film in virtual reality, but the story becomes confusing, especially since Putreficción has supernatural elements that can be lost if the director does not decide where the camera is going. That's mm. true. If it's just you being like, I'm looking around, I'm sure yeah. it doesn't convey what you need to, what you want yeah. to convey. Was it difficult to work with a 360 camera to do staging? It actually seemed easy to me because I'm an editor, but I feel like you wouldn't have to be an editor to sh shoot with a 360 camera either. Actually, just watching some tutorials and understanding the basics was enough for me. Guys, you can find anything on YouTube. <laughs> it's out there. I also thought that instead of having a camera, I had a scanner that would capture everything that was happening. I don't think I have discovered a new way of making movies, but I do feel that these cameras should be used more because you save a lot of shooting time. It is not necessary to make different frames and repeat the shot 15 times with a wide shot, medium shot, and closed plane. Interesting. How did you find Dalia Shukwatl, the protagonist of Putreficción? This is the part where I was like, you'll like this, this mm. little piece of trivia. I already knew her because she used to sing with a Mexican rock group called Los Cogelones. When I met Dalia, I told her the story in broad strokes. I realized that she had certain similarities with Nina. They both live in Santa Maria la Rivera and their parents are dancers. She took over the character. She took it away from me. I gave her the script. I looked at her notes and thought, the reflections that I have are not as deep as she worked on her character. So I almost left it to her and she directed it herself. Wow. So that's why I think there, it feels very feminine forward and yeah, uh, absolutely. Like sense of sensibilities in that way, because he let her take a lot of the control and, uh, give her point of view on like that. that kind of uh, yeah i love yeah. that so that's some stuff on on their process and very quickly i just want to <laughs> i googled 360 camera just to sure. like understand and i found a a article on blog.insta360.com titled how does a 360 camera work a jargon free explainer What is a 360 camera? The too long didn't read answer is as follows. A 360 camera is a camera that shoots in all directions at once. You then use that footage to frame a traditional square or rectangle. Imagine a sphere with a picture stretched out across it. You can pick any square on the surface of that sphere and use that for your end result. This opens wow. up a world of editing possibilities. Alternatively, you could just use the 360 footage directly as, it, as is common for virtual reality uses. So when we see, um, when we saw those shots where it's like, especially during the ritual with Vecino and his grandpa, they, yeah. they literally do like a globe look of it. It's yes. like a full circle. So Super he cool. probably used the entire shot in that moment. Um, 
But that's really interesting that he said, you know, with 360, you don't have to shoot over and over. You can just find the section yeah. that you want and put that on the screen. That's so I really just thought cool. that was really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's the end of my trivia. I love it. I just have to note that, like, in this 360 thing, like, when people are using what I call the selfie stick, their yeah. hands look like AI, like, not real human hands. They're all, like, distorted <laughs> yeah. and fucked. I was like, ew, look at your creepy-ass yeah. hand. It's weird. Um, but it's also cool, so though. interesting that you don't, I don't know how it works, but, like, you don't see the stick. It looks, it just looks like you're <laughs> kind of have a little, a tiny yeah. hand. And you you're just like, it. here I am. You don't see it. Just a Very tiny cool. distorted hand. Yeah. Well, I loved your trivia. This is what yes. I have for you today. Just wanted to mention that the dog's name is Uwas. Uwas. What does that mean? Do you know what that means? Uwas? I have no idea. Uwas. Adorable name. Uwas. Oh, she's real cute. I won't bury my face in her little jowls. She's a little pity boxer mix. I know, sweet baby. All right, so I found this from nahuatl.wired-humanities.org. And it says here that the word lasokamati means to be thankful or to thank someone for something, to give thanks or to be thanked from a received benefit. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I also looked up the name Ninatsin and I couldn't uh -huh. find it, but on this same oh. website, I did find the word Nanatsin, N A N A T Z I N, which means old woman. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So I just wanted to talk a bit about uh, some of the, I believe, the deities or the places that Vecino mentions during the Rito on the roof. Fun. Let's first talk about Ometeotl from Wikipedia. So it says here, Ometeotl, meaning two gods, is a name used to refer to the pair of Aztec deities Ometecutli and Omesiwatl. However, the existence of such a concept of like, um, it, it, apparently the words Ome translate to two or dual in Nahuatl and Teotl translate translates as God, so the existence of this concept and, it, and its significance is a matter of dispute among scholars of Mesoamerican religion. So, oh. uh, yeah, people apparently are up in arms about it, but that's just a teeny tiny bit about Ometeotl. Now, I found the Shipe Totec Wikipedia. So, in Aztec mythology, it says that Shipe Totec was a life-death-rebirth deity, god of agriculture, vegetation, the east, spring, goldsmiths, silversmiths, liberation, deadly warfare, and the seasons. Wow. That Dang. is a lot. Chipetote connected agricultural renewal with warfare. He flayed himself to give food to humanity, symbolic of the way maize seeds lose their outer layer before germination and of snakes shedding their skin. So I was like, okay, that's very interesting. But it, it, it feels a lot like this movie, what it's giving us is like birth, rebirth vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Let's talk very briefly about Siwatlan, which El, el uh, Vecino was like the, the place of women, I believe is what he yeah. said. I can't specifically remember, but it says here that in, that uh, the Wikipedia says Siwatlan is a coastal municipality in the Mexican state of Jalisco. Its main city is also named Siwatlan. The word Siwatlan is compounded of two words of Nahuatl origin, a language spoken in central Mexico, 
which the two words are Siwa, which means woman, and Tlan, which means place. Therefore, Siwatlan means place of women. Cool. Lovely. Now let's talk a little bit about Colonia Santa Maria La Ribera, which is where Nina lived, lives, mm. now possessed Nina lives. <laughs> and it is a colonia located in the Cuauhtémoc borough of, Me of Mexico City, just west of the historic center. It was created in the late 19th century for the affluent who wanted homes outside of the city limits. The colonia began to deteriorate in the 1950s as the city grew around it and apartment buildings were constructed. And since the 1985 Mexico City earthquake, poorer residents, it says, have moved in and economic housing has been constructed. Today, the colonia is a mix of old mansions and homes with over 1,000 categorized as having architectural or historic value, which is cool. Cool. Small shops and businesses, tenements and abandoned buildings. The Colonia has one major park and two museums. This area was designated as a Barrio Magico by the city in 2011, which I looked barrio up that. Barrio Magico? And what does that mean? I looked it up and it says that the Barrios Magicos are 21 areas in Mexico City highlighted by the government in order to attract tourism to them. Oh. I was hoping that it would be like, Oh, magic. Yeah, but I didn't quite Witchy. get that vibe. Yeah, that was not no, they're quite like, the thing. A magic barrio, so you yeah. can come and see it, gringos. Come check it out. All right, so let's talk about this very, very quickly. So I just wanted to find out what is this thing about Doce Caña? And it's confusing to me. So I'm. <laughs> uh, it's about the Aztec calendar, which. Ooh, yeah, tough. You go check it out because I'm not about to try to tell you all about it. Pero if you Bien go to geekaztecas, yeah, geekaztecas.blogspot.com, you'll find it right there, Calendario Azteca. And I found this one specific part that said that to the, today we celebrate the Mexica or Aztec New Year, as it is better known. Today, the 11 Tochtli ends, and at 12.45 p.m. today, March 12th, 2011, the year of Doce Caña begins. Congratulations to all those who believe in the current Mexicanness and the rescue of our customs. And for those who don't care, just take it as one more piece of information to learn. All right, you fucking assholes. I added that little <laughs> last part. <laughs> all right, you fucking assholes. All right, you fucking assholes. Anyway, so... I will not get into the specific thing, but it does mention here like what makes it a doce caña year. It feels like math to me, and it is really difficult, but go to this website to check it out. Pero también here, it hmm. mentioned in the film that this particular video was discovered on October 23rd of 2022. Okay. So... The year is separate. It's almost like zodiac signs, I'd say. So See? the year is separated into specific parts, which, by the way, from the 18th, the 18th of October to the 6th of November, which is when in between those dates would be when this video was discovered, it says mm -hmm. Teotleco, which manifests the, the arrival of the generator of nature. Hmm. This is when Mother Earth begins its long rest after a cycle of, you know, agricultural activity. Mm -hmm. 
the energy of the cosmos of Guatlique is uh, accumulated, but it seems okay. to like to kind of like to take a rest so that it, the so that Guatlique can have the power to like have that rebirth to be strong and fecund it says here fecundante and vital so interesting to have la la nina as acostada, acostada resting gathering resting. her strength before she is released into the yes. world <laughs> <laughs> very cool yeah right now let's talk about what does mexica mean i just wanted nice. to be a little bit more specific about it so this is from I thought it was sixth son ridas.com, but I think it's sixth son ridas, like oh. riders, R I D A Z. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. Ridas. Ridas. Sixth, sixth son ridas.com. And it says here that Mexica is a broad term used here on this specific website to refer to the collective of Mexican area indigenous peoples, of which there are many. Most people who claim Mexica today cannot actually claim actual Mexica Tenochca lineage. More accurately, we Mexica are comprised of numerous indigenous nations within Mexico. Descendants of the Purepecha, Apache, Zapotec, Raramuri, and Huichol are just a handful of the many nations who make up modern Mexicas as it pertains to this particular website's education strategy. On this site, the term Mexica is used with the intention of giving Chicanes, or so-called Latines of indigenous roots, a home base, an identity placeholder while they travel on their road of indigenous reclamation and re-self-discovery. Hmm. Nice. Using the term Mexica is not meant to claim that all Mesoamerican-originated people should use it for nationalistic purposes. However, being that the destruction of indigenous culture and peoples was a systematic process, it is felt that Mexica, being abundant and popular in historical resources, is a good first step and identity placeholder to employ in the systematic rebuilding of indigenous consciousness for Mesoamerican people, Living in the U.S. Woo! That was a mouthful. Lovely. But I thought important to mention that. Very important. Yeah. Mexica roughly means people of the navel of the moon from Nahuatl, Ooh. which metztli means moon and shiktli means navel. Nahuatl is a very profound language that has layers of meaning and symbolism. And that is my trivia for today, everybody. Are you from the belly button of the moon? <laughs> I sure am. Just tucked away in there. Just a little piece of lint in the belly button of the of the moon. Don't you pick me uh, out? Awesome. That's very cool. Was so interesting. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, how about I ask you some questions? Great. Let's do it. Jonathan, were you scared? Yes. Not too much, I will say, but. I did have moments of like, uy, no me gusta. So I'll say yes, sure. How about you? I said no. Sure. Uh, you know, it's funny. I think the the distortion between the clips and stuff like that felt a little too technological for me to feel like the Spooked. the sphere of a deity kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. So, um, but on that note, what was your best scare? 
I had two. The sequence in the mirror, which of course I was like, but in the end, it's not scary because I felt good about it. But when the mirror reflection is like, I am your flesh and your blood and all that stuff, like that's fucking creepy. But also that nighttime sequence at the cabin with her in the distance in her tie-dye t-shirt. So that's going to take it for me. What about you? I said the neon dancing in the dark. Yeah. yeah. That was real. The dancing in the dark. In the dark. <laughs> um, who was your favorite character? I gave it to Vecino. I found him really endearing. I mean, Nina t- takes it, of course. Like, I loved yeah. Nina. What a performance. Love, love, love her so much. I just appreciated how Vecino was like, very supportive of her like being there for her when her parents were dot like they asked him of that of him but i i just liked his presence there there was a moment where he says like you don't know how much te quiero and i was mm-hmm. like i was what worried yeah i was yeah. like we don't need to make this romantic but it didn't go yeah. there which i appreciated so yeah i give it to i give it to both of them nina and vecino what about you I gave it to Nina because she's mm. a fucking badass and her dancing yeah. is cool and this yeah, taking it on was very, very, very good. And yeah. have being so vulnerable in that um in that scene with the fucking three douche nozzes, I was like, uh, this girl, she just doing so good. Damn, yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh what was your best line? Vecino's line, esto no es creencia, es sapiencia. Because I learned a new word, too. But yeah. I just, I loved that. Loved that. It's just deeper. Feel You feel For that sure. deeper, I think. What about you? Uh, que güey estás? And tu eres fresa de closet. I don't know. Those felt yeah. so very Mexican to yeah. me, too. Like, I love that shit. Get Come out of the closet, ass. you fresa. <laughs> you fresa in the closet. We all know you love a fancy shoe. <laughs> um, what was your best death? Even though I thought he performed it poorly, the asshole director, because I was like, yes, please die. Goodbye. I hate you. What about you? <laughs> I gave it to Nina. Even yeah. though like she comes back to life in some form, mm-hmm. I was just like, this is very interesting, this like, quick shot of her body on the ground mm. and I was like oh I don't yeah uh, that's oof. but it was really powerful too unexpected yes very unexpected mm-hmm. um did you learn anything from the culture yes learned a lot I mean a, a bunch of it as we tend to do was you know our own uh research but yes I absolutely did what about you me too in particular just seeing this section of Mexico was really mm. Uh, interesting to me and beautiful and like uh, just I loved seeing it not only through this cool lens but mm-hmm. also like through Nina's l- living in yeah. it which was nice yeah. also what a cool place she lived in her house yeah it was like what a cool fucking house love dope it. Yeah. yeah and out of five ooze how many ooze do you give this movie I'm gonna give this one four I really Dang. liked this movie. Um, I have complicated feelings about it. Like I can't mm-hmm. quite make my mind up about what I think happened. And like some of the acting, like those deaths, I'm like, y'all, no, that was bad. 
And there were even like moments that I was like, it, it, it relied on horror tropes that I thought were cheesy, but still like the feeling it has left we left me with, it like, I don't know. It was just really powerful for me. Like her, her connection to art, the things she went through, the connection to her ancestry. Like I feel that so deeply. It moves me. Um, I don't know. Like I feel like you could watch this and discover more and more and more. You know, like the, the, the story between like bet, about her like actual lineage and then like Bessino like trying to learn about this stuff and. I just, I found it fascinating. And in the end, like, the vibe I'm getting is that Huatlique is back because she's tired of the bullshit. And she's like, I'm going to fucking fuck you all up. Which yeah. I love that. I love that. That, like, some of this history and this, like, you know, these... uh these gods, these creatures, these... Uh, not creatures, but these, like, uh, goddesses, god, uh, gods, these deities... Come back and fuck shit up. I just find that so powerful. So for Uis, I thought this was awesome. What about you? Nice. I give it 3.5. I had some issues with the sound. I wish the mm. sound was a little bit better. Uh, I'll be honest, the 360 sometimes got a little too much for me, just so that my eyes can adjust a little bit better to what I'm looking at. Uh, I do appreciate the use of it, and I think it's very cool the way that it was shot. but. There were times where I was like, I'm, I'm kind of tired in the eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, I thought the performances were really cool. And like the, the, um, the story of reconnecting to something that you've lost, especially through this very real now feeling of COVID yeah, is very, sure. it's a really interesting way of looking through this world that we're living in now hmm. and um i do love a story of revenge i think it's fucking great when people get what's coming for them and those three douchebags really did so that was really <laughs> <Yeah>. fun <laughs> um so 3.5 for me great. Uh, love it. great and so let's get out of this circular lens because i cannot tell where i am going uh so down <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us here in this very weird and wacky world. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you. And also, why don't you go listen to the Chemical Brothers for once? Okay? Why not? Classic jams. Um, <laughs> feel as old as us. Uh, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen in cualquier plataforma. You can find every single one of our movies on our link tree, linktr.ee slash Send us an email at uikiorror at gmail.com. Join our Patreon. Uh, the current thing we have going on over there is we filmed the entire recording of Hail and it's up there now and you can go check it out and see all the things that Karina cut out. Thank you, Karina. We love thank you, you so much. We do. <laughs> the best. And um, thank you to Sonoro for being the Grogu pipe we smoke our DMT out of. You can Adorable. follow them <laughs> at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok too. And Johnny, if I were to smoke DMT for the first time ever in my life. I'd like to do it with you. I think we would have a 
and it's fast, so we'll be okay, yeah. right? Manageable. I totally, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Fuck it. Okay, let's let's go find some DMT and I'll talk to you. Don't a rat later, us out, okay? everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, be cool. Be all cool. right. <laughs> I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Uy, qué horror! Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla. Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy Qué Horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós. <laughs> <laughs>